Boagworld.com is a podcast for all those involved in designing, developing and running websites on a daily basis. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 1, Making Informed Decisions Using Business Objectives. Boagworld.com is sponsored by Shopify. Start taking e-commerce jobs again. Shopify does all the legwork for you with zero installation, plenty of themes and apps ready to be used and no learning curve for your clients. Sign up to be a partner via shopify.com forward slash Boagworld and get 40% revenue share on your client's first month. podcast for all those involved in designing, developing and running websites on a daily basis, on a daily basis, on a daily basis. Designing, developing, designing, developing, running, developing, running. Designing, developing, designing, developing, running, developing, So here we go, episode one, season one. We start it all over again. Hello, Marcus. Good to have you with us. Uh, hello, Paul. Um, um, with us good. now. Yeah. I'm plural. I'm using the yeah. royal we. I'm completely out of practice and don't know what I'm doing. I know it's really strange, yeah. isn't it? Oh, it's like the first one all over again. I know. Not well, no, because the first on one was one. me going hello and welcome to boagworld.com. I'm really, really nervous. <laughs> uh, yeah. So those, yeah, just so a those, bit odd. Yes, but those who haven't listened to the show before, we. I know it's season one, episode one, but we've done this five is actually, years. Actually, episode four thousand two hundred and twenty-seven. Yes, but those are the classic episodes, and we're now beginning again with something fresh and exciting. Classic, classic. Quite like that. Yes, we have classic material. Yes, that's quite funny. It's another way of saying old. Yes, and out of date. Yes. So we've reinvented things, and we're we're doing seasons now. If you didn't listen to the Christmas special that we put out earlier, we're doing seasons. This is episode one of season one. There will be six episodes in this season. And this season, we are looking at the subject of return on investment and the idea that websites should generate a return on investment, whether or not that return on investment is financial. So that's our subject. Now, websites, just some websites just need to just exist. They don't need any ROI. Do they? And so it begins. (laughs) Nothing much has changed, has it really? Not at all. So... Basically, what we're going to do is in each of the episodes, we're going to look at some different aspect of um, uh, developing return on investment from your website. And this particular episode, we're beginning the process by looking at business objectives. So that's our conversation for today. So, Marcus, what do you think about business objectives and websites? What do I think? You haven't even read the, the notes, have you? Of course you? I haven't read the notes. No, because I've only literally the, just given them to you. The, yes, yes, I now am a possessor of the Business objectives. Uh-huh. Slow down. Podcast. I'm excited. I'm excited. Right. Come on, come on, let's go. Um, let's go. It's a big part of my job. It is. Drilling business objectives out of clients and making them think about what they actually want from their websites. Mm, it's amazing how hard First it is. First question I ask usually. Exactly. Why but do you have a website? What do you want to get Why do you have from? a website? It amazes me how many clients don't really know. Mm. You know, they're, they're Well, because our competitors have. Yes, exactly. 
That's the favourite answer. Yes. I, I compare it to me and Apple products. Okay, where are we going with this? Well, rarely... It's a business objective of Paul's. Oh, well, I've got, I've got... No, 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 follow, follow the logic here. Okay. I'm addicted to Apple products, right? Yes. So I rarely do I question my desire for an Apple product. I simply buy it. Even when I do question this kind of shiny new thing, I convince myself that a few weak justifications make it all right. Like, this is finally going to uh, you know, boost my productivity to 110%. Yeah, right. And I have to keep up with the latest technology for my work, don't I? That's the favourite one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I hand over my credit card. and um, Or if I get away you with it, You can't find any justification for the MacBook Air, though, can you? No. And I've got one. I know, I hate you. <laughs> However, and so I reckon that this is really like a lot of people with their website. How often do we really justify the expenditure we make on our website? Um, instead, we're just tempted by a shiny new design that's going to fix all our problems and make everything all right. That's often the reason for for work happening on a website. I know. Oh, we're going to have a redesign. Exactly. And there's no real justification. You simply want a new feature or you want a new design. Um, and I think if we're going to be talking about this subject of generating return on investment and making sure that your website's actually bring something back in the first thing to know is you know what benefit is these these changes i'm thinking about making to my website going to you know bring what you know what business benefits are there so what's our case for worrying about business objectives why should we care i guess in our haste to get a shiny new website it's easy to kind of overlook business objectives they're often considered as a nice to have or an optional part of the planning process or perhaps a a bonus presuming we've got the time and the budget that allows us to think about such things well there's so much emphasis quite rightly but it's it's kind of like it there's so much emphasis on making sure the user gets what the user wants and, yeah. ma- and, it, and it's, it's user friendly and user objectives and all this kind user of focused yeah but quite a lot of the time th- to say that business objectives are forgotten is too strong but the, it, the emphasis should almost be equal in my yeah. view um, a lot of t- if you look at the amount of time you spend doing usability testing that you spend um, you know creating personas and, and all of that kind of stuff mm. You should be spending equal time thinking about what are the objectives, how you're going to achieve those objectives, and all that kind of stuff. That's what you're getting at. I'm yeah, guessing. absolutely. I mean, to, if we're talking about a website that sells stuff, because that's an easy analogy. Yeah. If you're not selling stuff, because that is a business objective, yeah. to sell stuff, yeah. um, then there's no point in having a website. Yeah. So therefore, unless you, unless one of the objectives is to, to build a community, Yes. Then maybe there is. No, but I think even still, then it's kind yeah, of Yeah, I think I think when no matter what your site is, you still need business objectives. And I guess this comes down to why business objectives are important. One of the main reasons I think is they help make decisions. You know, business yes. objectives act as this kind of plumb line which a project can be measured against. You know, a kind of unbiased evaluation. So while working on a web project, there are countless decisions you have to make about functionality, user testing, time spent on design, accessibility, maintainability, copy, etc. And business objectives allow you to make informed decisions about this stuff based on the returns these individual aspects and expenses are going to bring. So, you know, is it worth us doing three rounds of usability testing instead of one? Well, you know, you need to look weigh that against your business objectives and, and wh- whether that's going to bring a return. For example, if one of your business objectives is, let's use an e-commerce example again, reduce cart abandonment at checkout. That's something that 
kind of always happens. You can be sure that investing in usability testing is a valuable way of finding the cause to that problem. Therefore, you know, it justifies that investment. Yep. Equally, we know that forcing users to register, an idea often suggested by over-enthusiastic marketing departments, yeah. it always works, <laughs> is a bad idea, Marcus, because users hate the process and it will increase cart abandonment. So therefore, investing in user experience design and copy will pay rich dividends in that situation. I was, my son asked me, because I am a credit card holder and he's not, to, he gave me cash to buy his girlfriend right. a couple of clothes items over Christmas. Yeah. And one of the online stores that I went to, which um, um, I won't name, called Topshop. Um, <laughs> you won't name. Um, oh, I did, didn't I? <laughs> um, I think it was them anyway. No, I'm sure it was. All the others basically allowed me to either register and become a member and the, you know, the advan- telling me the advantages of doing that will be that you know it's quick to shop next time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But all the others said, or oh, just go and buy it here. Yeah. Topshop. No, there's forced no, you. they forced me to, to sign up. And then, just to add to that, I then sign up, uh, sign up and they tell me that there is an error. Didn't tell me what the error was. Right. Uh, I had to guess that the error was that my daughter had signed up using ah. my email address in the past with a different password. Right. So we had to kind of work all this out on our own. So bad top shop. Yeah. You so- want to sell stuff? Don't you? Yes. You know? So there's their business objective. The business objective is primarily before anything else is to sell stuff. Mm. Therefore, the result of that is you need to remove barriers that that prevent them selling. So in the example I was giving, the the business objectives was to reduce cart abandonment at checkout. Therefore, don't put barriers in the way by requiring people to register. So, I mean, another kind of good reason for business objectives is they justify investment. Um, business je- um, objectives help to justify the uh, quality. Um, uh, don't just ha- sorry. They don't just help to justify the quality of an idea, but also the expense of its implementation, which is particularly important when dealing with senior management. They can be, um, you know, they're they're very used to kind of justifying things in in terms of of the returns that they bring. Um, And if you are able to say this further investment in our website is required because it will bring this return, then that's something that they can they can kind of grasp hold of and they understand. Hugely important. Yeah. However, decision making is not the only benefit. Um, uh, The um, whole thing about justifying investment is not the only benefit. Also, business objectives aid communication. Many web projects fail simply because of a lack of communication between different parties involved. I mean, I've witnessed, and I'm sure you have as well, Marcus, Mm. multiple projects where developers' expectations are radically different from that of management's. So, yes, yeah, <laughs> um, often these differences are not discovered until the end of the project, which inevitably leads to conflict. It's developers, in my personal experience, it's, it's the de- developers' expectations uh, compared to the salesman's description of stuff. Yes, or Salesman alternatively, me, the, the, <laughs> but it also works within an organization as yeah, well. Yeah. So, the, the, the your point of contact within the organization the person that's the project manager at that end has very different expectations about what the website should be achieving than the managing director and that can often cause problems as well yes and yeah anything that you can kind of well this this is a this is a general point it's not necessarily just to do with what the subject that we're covering at the moment but i mean communication things we've learned over the years but to communicate requirements and objectives um 
you know, in writing and make people read them and then sit down and talk talk about them and go through each point bit yeah. by bit by point and saying, do you understand what that means is so important um, because it's the last thing you want as um, as an agency like us or uh, a sort of smaller agency or a larger agency is for someone like the man, the MD or the CEO at the end of the project camera and say, oh, well, I thought it was going to do this. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it, it, you can either back down and it'll cost you or you can stand up for yourself and it can affect the the relationship blah 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 blah. and if you just bothered to sit around and bash things out at the start it wouldn't happen yeah absolutely so that's why another reason why business objectives are so useful because they they kind of set the basis of what everybody wants to achieve from the site and what it is that you know we're ultimately trying to do here so, so that's why business objectives are important, but how do you identify what your business objectives are? In many cases, business objectives are pretty obvious. If you run an e-commerce site, as Marcus said earlier, then increasing sales is the ob- obvious objective. If you're a web design company, then I guess your primary de- um, objective is lead generation. However, mm, on some... Maybe. So- oh, God, <laughs> well, well, are you going to disagree with that? It, well... It's not only lead generation. I would argue that it's also, um, to use a kind of ad, addy term, brand recognition. It's, yes. It's, yes, you do want people to look at your site and pick up the phone and say, we like the look of you. Um, but it's also people that aren't necessarily going to do that. We're going to look at the site and feel good about what they're seeing. And, yeah. and that the website backs up the messages they're hearing from maybe through a podcast like this, that kind of thing. So, it's. I feel that um, an agency site has two roles. One is to generate leads, and the other is to kind of, yeah. Brand recognition is is not a nice term, but that's what I mean. Yeah. So, yes. Sorry. Apparently, it's not going generation. That's, that's <laughs> fine. No, that, well, that's, that's my job, isn't it? <laughs> yes. That's why you're on the show is to to send us off on a tangent. I like this subject because I know lots about it. Oh well, there you go. That'll make you happy. What other things have we got in the series? We've got any kind of Debbie tech ones that I can just no, not dip out of not in this not in thing. this season. No, we we're looking at um, that's a good question actually. Let's, should we bring up what what we're going to be looking at? Do, 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 do. Let's bring it up. Oh, I've got all the episodes. Where's my? We are going to be looking at well, using business objectives. What we've been discussing mm. today. Next week, we're going to be looking at measuring your successes and failures. Okay. So you'll know yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Next week is becoming user focused. So you'll know about that. Um, then we're going to look at calls to action. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to look at the cycle of refinement. So re- refining and improving your website over time. And then we're going to look at driving traffic. Yeah. So that all of those subjects you're going to love. Yep, they're all up my street. And then season two is, is going to be um, client-centric web design, which, again, is a subject that's very up your street. So be good. Definitely. Okay. So you can write... I can't go on holiday then? No. Okay. Basically not. And you can write the ebook for series two. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's worth saying. I haven't said that. Sorry, yeah. we've got, we'll talk about tangents. Woo! <laughs> so um, this, this uh, each season of the podcast is going to be accompanied by an ebook. Yep. Um, you can get the the ebook. Obviously, goes into a lot, lot more depth than we can possibly do on the podcast. Um, so, there's basically each um, episode of the show is accompanied by a whole chapter in the in the ebook. Mm-hmm. So, you can uh, check that out at boagwall.com and you'll be able to get the the book there. Um, alternatively, which by the way is called Building Websites for Return on Investment, 
Um, alternatively, if you want the quick link, I must buy it right now. Nothing can stop me. I'm just so excited about it. Then what you want to do is you want to go to P-U-L dot L-Y, pulley, P-U-L dot L-Y, forward slash B, forward slash one three treble two. And that's the direct link to automatically go to PayPal to buy it and to download it. But probably easier just to go to Boag World. Yeah. And it's a bargain price, which I can't remember what it is. <laughs> £9.25, that's it, is the bargain price. So there you go. Right, so let's move on. What were we talking about? So we've, we've established why business objectives are important and why they matter. The next question is, well, how do you identify what your business objectives are? And we were saying, weren't we, many, in many cases it's obvious, apparently yeah. not with web design companies, but with e-commerce companies that it's obvious that they want to um, increase sales. However, on some sites it's not so clear. For example, Marcus, what are the business objectives of a museum website? Uh, they haven't got any, so they don't need a website. <laughs> <laughs> or what about a news? It's, well, I was, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of, I was trying to think of a site where what I was talking about, brand recognition, doesn't matter. But it does for a, a museum, certainly. Well, a museum, I mean, ultimately... Because they want to get people through the door. So that's their business objective. One of them. Yes. But I'm not saying you can't have more than one yeah, business yeah. objective. I'm just talking, I'm simplifying things, obviously. Yeah. Uh, what about a news website? You know, so there are some that are, uh, uh, there, there are business objectives, but you have to think a little bit more about yeah. what they are. And I guess that's my point, that every website, I believe, has a business objective, mm-hmm. at least one probably multiple um and it's not just a yeah okay some are not immediately obvious but they all exist take the museum website primary purpose of this website is probably to encourage more people to visit the museum um but most websites i suspect um our museum is probably unlike most websites probably only got that single objective but maybe it has more i don't know but that was the one that sprung to mind instantly um Although, I mean, I guess you could also have a museum might want people to sign up to a newsletter. Um, they might want to be providing resources and research material to students. Yeah. Those are business objectives, There's maybe. There's a kind of researchy element yeah. somewhere, I would have um, They might want to advertise jobs, I guess, yeah. for museum staff. So, so every site really does probably have multiple objectives. Um, just because it's not immediate of how to track these objectives doesn't mean they're any less important. And I think that's really important to, to remember. I think sometimes like you know, a museum's website is to encourage, you know, uh, should be there to encourage more people to attend the museum. Well, how do we track it? Therefore, it can't be a business objective. But actually, you can track less tangible goals. And that's what we're going to go into next week. So make sure you uh, listen okay. to that. I won't talk about that. No, save it. Okay. We're going to cover that next week. <laughs> so um, I think there are a problem with things like nebulous business objectives, such as customer satisfaction or improved perception of brand, what you were saying. Um, but I think these are, it's just as important that these are measured as well. Um, you know, and I think they can be, as we'll cover a little bit more next week. I, However, think, I think they're really important. Absolutely. However, I, what as I... Me, you, know, you know, we were talking earlier about... Um, as ways you can kind of justify decisions. Yeah. You mustn't forget the more nebulous ones when oh, you're doing yeah. it. That's, totally. That's why I think they're important. Uh, but for now, don't worry about how you're going to measure them, right? You know, what we're concentrating on here is just what are the business objectives. It's not just the type of business objectives that matter. It's also how you decide on them. And this is a really important pr- uh, point. 
At this point, you might be you might be sitting listening to the show feeling really smug because um, you already have a list of business objectives. It is um, it's something that maybe you've put a lot of thought into, and so you feel like you're ahead of the curve. However, could all your colleagues, all those people that have got a vested interest in the website, in other words, your stakeholders, also repeat the business objectives? Do they actually know what they are? And even more importantly, were they involved in creating them? Business objectives can't be created in isolation, I don't think. It must be a collaborative process that everyone is agreeing on what the final outcome should be. Mm. So a little while ago, I mentioned how business objectives can be used to assess ideas um, propose, and, and also help communication within your organization. So let me give you an example of what I mean by that. Right. We were talking earlier, weren't we, about an e-commerce business and how the marketing department has proposed that users were forced to register before making a purchase, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is obviously going to annoy customers. Now, you could argue, well, if our business objective is to increase orders, um, that, that, that that idea of registering goes against your business objective because it increases cart abandonment. Where I think this falls down is if the marketing department wasn't involved in agreeing those business objectives up front. If they had been, then you're going to have a much more legitimate reason for rejecting their idea. That's why I think it's um, incredibly important that we consult widely when we create our business objectives. Right, so... um, How you manage that process, I guess, is entirely up to you. However, I would give one piece of advice. Don't allow your business objectives to grow too long and always prioritise them. Is that two pieces of advice? It's two, isn't it, really? My one would be sit round a table and talk to each other about it face to face. That too? So that's three pieces of advice. Any more we want to throw in? By keeping, my logic is, by keeping the list short, you reduce the possibility of different business objectives clashing with one another. Also, by prioritising the list, you ensure that when they do clash, um, you've got one objective that's more obviously important than the other. However, remember that different objectives can have different priorities in different sections of the site. That's a really important thing. Yes. Different objectives have different priorities in different parts of the site. This is especially big when you're talking about large, sorry, especially important when you're talking about large organizations with complex structures to them, like a university, for example. Another thing when it comes to business objectives um, is that they're often very vague, especially when producing. Make it better. (laughs) Yeah, make our website better, especially when produced as part of a collaborative process. For a business objective to be most is most effective, it needs to be as specific (laughs) as possible. Take the news site that I mentioned. I asked, you know, what business objectives a news site would have. Um, One of their objectives might be to increase their advertising revenue. However, this could be more specific by identifying the amount of revenue that they want to increase. So instead of a vague objective like increasing revenue, why not have two goals to generate more traffic to your website or, and to increase the number of users clicking on advertisements, right? So I haven't necessarily set a figure, but what I've done is I've, I've broken it down into very specific ways that you could increase your revenue. Yep. The same is true for our e-commerce site. Instead of looking to increase sales, why not go look at increasing the number of sales and increasing the average order value? Two separate things. One reason it's important to be specific as possible is that otherwise you get undesirable results. So, for example, 
Um, if you'd set up a business objective for generating more leads, right, as mm. we discussed from my fictional web design company, even if it wasn't yours. Well, no, I do want to do that. You do want to do that. Okay. But I don't actually want more leads. What do you want then? I want better leads. Ah, and there in, that's exactly the point that I raised. If you're not specific, you could end up costing the company money as they frantically follow up a large number of low-quality leads mm. that will almost certainly never go anywhere. Instead, the business objective should be to generate more high-quality leads. Yep. And that's a perfect example. And it's a very different process to make that happen. Yes. So, yeah. So another part of this business objective thing is not setting unrealistic objectives. It's remarkably easy for business objectives. To make £100 million pounds yeah. in 10 minutes. And they become very unreasonable very unquickly. Um, this is often because they, or rather their authors, assume too uh, much return for too little investment or the returns um, happen over too short a time scale, mm. right? Yep. So either I want too much or I want it too quick. Remember that your objectives need to be agreeable by everybody. This doesn't just mean the stakeholders who want uh, want something delivered. You also need to include the, uh, the team who is actually going to implement the web project. Whether you're using an internal web team or outsourcing to a web design agency like Headscape, you need to make sure that you can deliver on those objectives. This is a particular problem with external agencies who may t- um, tell you anything to win the work, basically. Um, we uh, don't do that. No, we don't do that, but it does happen. <laughs> a better approach is to engage an agency before defining, defining exactly what needs to be built, because otherwise they're not going to be involved in setting those, those realistic goals. That's what I was talking about earlier. You talk, about, talk and agree, otherwise you end up in trouble. Yeah. And nasty things happen, and, yeah, people feel bad, and it's yeah. just generally not a nice place to be. And it, it inevitably leads to the blame game as well. And it, signing blame can be incredibly de- uh, demoralising and, and uh, on your web team, and to be honest, everybody. It's also unrealistic, really, to attribute uh, blame to any individual. You know, web projects are complex, with each person's contribution depending on many others. Um, if you start blaming, you know, developers for late delivery, they're just as likely to blame you for poorly defined scope of work. Yeah. Everyone's unhappy. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wins. Yeah. So a better approach when the project is over to discuss, is to discuss where it did or didn't f- fulfill its business objectives. And usually this can't happen immediately because business objectives are fulfilled over time. But when the meeting does place, take place, it should always be um, forward focused rather than on past mistakes. So how can we now ensure going forward we meet our business objectives? Consider which part of the project didn't meet expectations. Was it because the expectations were unrealistic? Did a problem arise that couldn't have been anticipated in advance, etc.? So that pretty much wraps up um, what I what I wanted to cover on this. Uh, hopefully you're now convinced that it, you know business objectives are important. Um, however, knowledge is one thing and implement- implementation is another. So on every single one of these um, shows, I want to end with some actions that you can go and take right now, Ooh. other than go and buy the book. <laughs> um, action one is list your objectives. First step is obviously to bring together all your stakeholders, including management and including your web team, and draw up an initial set of business objectives. Yeah. The aim is to agree a maximum of, I think, half a dozen prioritized objectives. That feels about right. Okay. Depends on your site, obviously. Action two for you to do, once you've done that, is establish measurable goals. 
Now is the time to get specific with your objectives. So identify detail, um, you know, detailed objectives within your general aims and attach some specific numbers so that they can be measurable. You know, so I want to increase number of people attending my museum by 20%. Yep. Or, uh, you know, I want to increase the number of, you know, the average value of a lead coming in from 10,000 to 20,000 or whatever. Yep. And then share these measurable goals and iterate until you have unanimous agreement. Key point. Unanimous. Mm. Well, near it down. <laughs> okay. Action three. <clears throat> So once you've done all of that, review um, these objectives. So as you're doing the project, um, use those as a plumb line against which to make decisions. Yes, refer back to and don't spend ages um, agreeing to something and then forget about it. Yeah, you've got to use it as part of the process. Does your current web project help achieve your business objectives? Will it generate the required return on investment? Is your current site doing its job or does it need to change? All of these decisions can be ha- be made using your business objectives. A bit like user personas, really. Sure. Although you'll see immediate benefits from having a set of business objectives, the real return emerges over time. Once you can measure the successes and failures of changes you make to your site, it's possible to track the return you- they provide. It is measuring these returns on investment we're going to get into next week. Sure. So that about wraps it up. Just to remind you again, um, check out boagworld.com if you want to buy the Building Websites for Return on Investment book, or you can alternatively buy it directly by going to pul.ly forward slash b forward slash one three treble two. I'll probably come up with a better URL for these things soon. Right, thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the new show. Bye. 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 For our secret joke, don't tell anyone this part's hidden. <laughs> They've got to work it out themselves. Go on, Marcus, make us laugh. Yeah, I, I'm repeating jokes here that I'm not no, sure whether got I to should whisper. be. Oh, no, <laughs> not really. So I'm just searching around the internet for jokes. So I'm assuming I'm allowed to tell to tell people's jokes that are from actual comedians. Oh, <laughs> dodgy stuff. Yeah, dodgy ground. You anyway. have to reference them at least. Yes, it's uh, John Lajoy or Lajoie. Ah, okay. Yeah. John Lennon imagined a world filled with the peace and love. Uh, Martin Luther King dreamt of a world free from racial discrimination and oppression. The guy who invented the Frisbee dreamt of a world where people would throw a flat circular object at each other. He succeeded. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's very good. Talk to you next week.